You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network. For Survivor, Island of the Idols, and it's Thanksgiving week in the US. Happy Thanksgiving to all our American listeners. You'll hear me say that in a few minutes again. But uh, we're taking a bit of a week off from our US Survivor contestants. We'll allow them to eat some turkey and watch some football and drink some cranberry sauce. So we're going the Aussie route this week, and we're getting one of our favourite Auslets back on, Mr. Julian Gronenberg, to talk all things about Episode 10 of Island of the Idols. You're going to hear me introduce it basically exactly the same thing as I did just then, but I thought I would do it in this preview bit as well. So without further ado, here is our Survivor Island of the Idols recap, Episode 10, with Mr. Julian Gronenberg. Another week of Survivor, done and dusted, Island of the Idols, episode 10. We're only, I think, three or four weeks away now from it all being over with, and uh, some people will probably say that's a good thing, some people are saying it's a bad thing. We'll maybe find out whereabouts we lie on that line. But uh, this week, given that it is Thanksgiving in the US, happy Thanksgiving to our American listeners, we thought we'd take a bit of a break from getting a former contestant on from the States, bring on one of our experts that we know and love, our Oslet extraordinaire from the beautiful sunshine state of Queensland. No, it isn't Riley. It's the better looking one. It's Julian Gronenberg. Julian, welcome back to the Oz Network. Well, well, thank you, Ben. I honestly, like, Riley is a bay. She's bay. She is bay. Um, So I must be doing all right then. So thank you. Thanks for that lovely introduction. I wish... We were in the States enjoying a massive um, oh. turkey dinner. Yes, please. I was thinking about that yesterday and I was just like, oh, how good is Thanksgiving? Um, have you ever been there yeah, for Thanksgiving? No, have you been in the US for I it? have. I've been there twice Great, for Thanksgiving. Isn't it? And I went to, um, this is when I was studying abroad there, and um, I went to two different families, two of my friends' families' houses, and it was just so much fun. Like, yeah, to, you literally do that turkey thing where you eat turkey and pass out is a thing. Like, and it's not just like that full feeling. Like, there's something in the turkey. Yeah. But um, yeah. No, I think um, I think we didn't have any alcohol, which was a bit disappointing. But um, you don't always need alcohol to have fun, Ben. That's why you listen to the Oz Network. Um, I've, exactly. Yeah. I've had Thanksgiving in New York. I saw the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and when oh, there was four Australians, and we did not know what to do, so I think we found some random turkey slices at a deli and had it with some pasta and some chicken nuggets. <laughs> that was our Thanksgiving dinner. And then I was lucky enough to, of course, spend, a, spend it with John Carroll a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of years ago uh, at his farm in Nebraska, which was one oh, of the best awesome. experiences yeah. I've ever had in the States. Like, it was incredible. Was so, that the trip you saw T-Bird as well? Yes, it was. Yes. So, um, no, it's fantastic. And uh, thoroughly recommend Australians, if you want to go over and experience Thanksgiving, um, do it because it's great. Yeah, if you've got anyone you know in the States, it's time your trip to visit them around Thanksgiving because Americans are very, very friendly, hospitable people. They love to, like, take you in and, um, yeah, show you that experience that we don't get to really have. Like, I'm actually thinking of just doing a Thanksgiving dinner here next year. Um, oh, do it. Yeah. Just for shits and giggles because why not? Why not? It's just worth it, though. Not- yeah. Because it's, yeah. like, it's kind of like, it's like it's, you get an extra Christmas. I mean, for us, it's Christmas is the only time we ever get to have that. But, um, you know, Thanksgiving, it's it's pretty much bigger than Christmas for a lot of families in the States. So it's... Yeah, um, and it's, it's and it's deal. not as commercial. Like, it's yeah. just about, you know, like people and company. And, and um, I just, I'm a glutton for just oh. all the trimming. So... Yes, um, yeah, so I, I should have brought some snacks for this podcast you too. Um, oh, turkey, come on now. Um, get some turkey. Chomping on a turkey as I'm talking. Yeah, that would have been. Cranberry sauce. Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, was, I was waiting for a gobble gobble, but uh, here we go. Uh, that only that only took uh, a good three minutes. But uh, episode ten, Jill. I mean, look, uh, a bit has happened in Survivor since we had you and Cable on a few weeks ago. Um, don't need to dwell much on the past. I think we've kind of had our first, I guess, normal episode in about a month. So, um, I mean, last week was normal except for kind of one little bit at the end. We kind of yeah. got a slight bit of preach towards the end, but uh, we're, we're back to normal. So, uh, I mean, it's. I wouldn't say this is the best episode, but it's definitely not the worst. This is kind of a real middle road episode, I'd probably say. Yeah, yeah. And there's so, there's so much to say about that because I don't mind having like these little bits, um, you know, like these comment societal sort of things in and of, of themselves. But having them just four weeks kind of in a row, little bits, it just felt really heavy. And um, obviously there's that whole thing with Dan that was just a double episode bombshell. Um and so getting back into normal programming now is just – I actually really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a really light sort of fun – there was a lot of fun moments. It wasn't like – I don't feel like there was too much to really follow. It wasn't all hectic. and But, but yeah, it had a lot of fun moments with the um, Island of the Idols. And, yeah, no, it, it was good. I want to talk about – I want to start with this, Krishma, because <sighs> – you and I had a little conversation with this off air, but the general takeaway from this episode, I feel, is just there's a, there's a train, there's a bandwagon, and all of a sudden everybody's on board the Charisma Express, and I just don't see it. I don't see it. She played an idol, great. She's become the first female player to successfully play an idol since Kelly Wentworth, which is great. I'm not taking that away from her, but I've got to be honest. One move does not a winner make. I think that people are all of a sudden saying, oh, this is great for her resume and this looks fantastic and yay, go Karishma. We've spent nine previous episodes portraying how she is useless, how she annoys people, how she's bad at challenges, how she's constantly the target. We constantly get that she's a goat. We constantly get oh, we can get rid of her at any point. And if this is her winner's edit to show some weird comeback, this might be one of the weirdest, most oddest, and I'm going to say dumbest edits a winner has ever gotten. I I think it's terrible. It fits in with the season, I'll be honest. But I I just had to start with this because this has been annoying seeing all this charisma love. I don't get it. What what do you think? Uh, Yeah, I'm really enjoying her character. But they have, you're right, they have portrayed her like, I like seeing sort of like how... You know, now she's getting a little bit. I like how she stuck it to Missy last episode, and and sort of like, even though I don't know if that was the smartest move to just not work with her and and to be emotional maybe about it. I like seeing her rawness and her her ups and downs because she is having them. And but you're right. I, I honestly don't think everyone's just projecting like, oh, that's cool. Like people love an underdog story. I think, but to say that I haven't read a lot of commentary, but. To say that she could now win is very, very far-fetched. Um, she, the, the players still see her as, like, they're not going to really pay too much kudos to the fact that she played an idol. They wanted her out, like, and and that's not going to, like, I still I still think that, um, like, I, I did hear that she engineered it to get as many of the votes on her as possible, um, and I don't think that's necessarily giving her – I think that's giving her a bit too much credit, to be honest, like just based on what we've seen. So, yes, I like her. Yes, she she's a lot of everything. And I, I do think in recent years, though, Survivor 
um, are showing their winners. I'm not saying Karishma is going to win, but I do think they're showing their winners a lot more complex with flaws. And and um, we saw that Nick Wilson in David versus Goliath, his very first episode, he was having a shocker. And, and you do see people sort of have their really lows and then sort of come back from it. So I think I think she is um, – they're setting her up still to, to make it to the end game. I do kind of feel that, but I don't think she can win. I think there's a really telling scene, and it's a very subtle scene, that after Karishma votes and she walks past the jury, if you watch Missy, Missy stares at her, rolls her eyes, and shakes her head. And yeah. that, to me, is a telling little sign of the respect, because this is ultimately that jury that's going to vote for her. That's and, it. And, like, as you said, they've all voted for her, and if she's orchestrated this to get all the votes onto her, why aren't they showing that? That's something that you need to show for a winner to have. And there is no, like, I, I completely agree with you. I think, like, you know, you look at someone like Nick, you look at a bunch of these winners who have kind of had this underdog, they've had it from the beginning that they're not in a good spot and they eventually win. Like, that. that's definitely an edit we've had. But tell me one winner in the history of Survivor who has been just belittled, who has been shown as being terrible, who has constantly been referred to as a goat, the goat squad, all this kind of stuff, and that you tell me one winner who actually has won based on that. Lil never won. Clay never won. You know, like people like that who are constantly belittled and just talked about this way and what way and everything else. They don't win. And this is what I'm saying. If all of a sudden she wins, this might be the worst winner's arc that I've ever seen in Survivor, you know. And, like, and I, I'm going to say this. I don't like I don't like her. I, I think she's annoying. Yeah, I enough. find her, her personality very annoying. She's a bit whiny. She's, she's very whiny. whiny. And to me, she's, um, she's very Angelina-esque. And I, I was not an Angelina fan. I could not stand Angelina. No, I didn't Angelina. like Angelina. She was a great character, oh, absolutely. like, in terms of, like... Yeah. Um, and Charisma's, I think, yeah, like she, she's an underdog and she, she, but she, you see her kind of like, now, now that, like, based on what else we've seen, I thought at the time, I didn't know whether to believe her or not, but you remember she cut her finger or something. Yeah. And she was just kind of like laying on the ground. She's got a little bit of a, ooh, like a bit, she's a bit of a big baby in, in some ways. And I think that's very hard to come back from if, if people have perceived you at some point in the game, like she's always cold or feeling unwell like we've seen stuff so I, I i honestly think you're right like i like her and i think based on the roller coaster of the season that we have like it's kind of someone to root for in what's been a little bit of um been marred by a bit of you know um yeah unpleasant sort of yeah. uncomfortable sort of subject matter but um but yeah like she she's not she hasn't done that much, exactly. She's, she's had done, a good episode. She's done she's, nothing. She had one good yeah. episode. She stood up to Missy last week. And I'm going to be honest, I was team Missy last week. I think Missy is getting oversold as playing that badly. I, I don't agree with that. No, I don't think Missy that. played it badly, but I think Missy should have realised she, she is a bit intense. Like, And I, I reckon Missy over sort of like, she just came on a bit too strong. And, and, and that's... Not that, like, it wouldn't have been fine with another player, but based on Karishma and being super, like, touchy-feeling, we saw Elaine, like, approach her in the right touchy, sort of softly, softly way and pander to her sort of, like, sensibilities about that. I don't know. Um, yeah, she got a bit lucky finding that idol, Karishma. It's almost oh, like... A bit. Nora just sort of, like, yeah. 
Yeah, Don't I even know. get me started, Julian. They're literally just there. They may as well just show a hand go into the shot and drop it on the ground from a producer. Oh, look, I found an idol. Um, One thing I'll quickly say, like, I'll back to a point you just made. I agree with you. I think that for a character, she's great. Like, just like Angelina. I personally might not like Angelina and Karishma. That's my personal opinion. But as somebody on a reality television show, they're great because here we are talking about them straight away. They bring great television and they bring that opinion. You like them or you dislike them. I I don't know Karishma in person. I don't know Angelina in person. They could be the nicest people that you've ever met and they could be people that I could get along with. But based on the edit that I'm seeing, I don't like either of them, but that's what makes a great character. So I think Karishma, whether you like her or hate her, uh, not hate her, dislike her, I should say. You know, she's a good conversation oh, point. I can hate her then. <laughs> she, she's like her, her and Nora, like they're just they're these unique characters that we will yeah. be talking about in five years' time because these, yeah. and they will return. Karishma will return. Nora will return. Angelina will return because they're those type of people that bring and, that reaction. And I have to say, like, as much as um people like saying this season is dreadful, I actually have pretty much, like there's a I don't I reckon the Island of the Idols thing's a bit of a farce um I've, it's had some enjoyable moments but it's been just kind of pointless but I've actually mostly liked the cast and I think the cast has been really good and there's some really good characters this season so um that that like everyone's like I can't separate the season from what happened with Dan and um what's Kelly yeah but I I actually can I'm like ah. Uh, it's a survivor's the sum of everything. Just because that happened like then, I I like this season a lot more um, than than a lot of the recent seasons are. It's interesting. Yeah, I actually have found it quite enjoyable. And you know what? As much as like it's a bit over the top, there's all this um, societal commentary sometimes when you're watching. Like I felt that's been a bit, uh, but like it makes it stand out as unique. Like. I don't want that every season. God, imagine if Survivor just sort of like had a um, panel sort of like uh, had a, a, what's the word? It's the like, woke police. Yeah, it's almost every every episode there was something. Imagine if that was every season, like there was always something. I want to. I, I do think Survivor is good sometimes. So when you, like I really like that. Sorry, I'm going back episodes now, but um, it sort of all links into the season. But I can't remember when you mean Cable spoke what episode that was, but. I liked that Jamal and um, what's his name? That young guy, Jack, Jack, Jack scene. Yeah. I thought that was good. Um, yeah. No, we spoke about the women women's thing um, the next episode, I think you mean. Cable. Yeah, we did. But yeah. I liked – yeah, I like I liked that real moment. And But sometimes I feel like Survivor's been trying to make all these – get these moments and put them out of nothing, and it's just, it's just a bit too much for me sometimes. I think, look – I think that's actually a good talking point because um, one thing I'm actually planning on doing before season 40 is doing a, a rankings of the seasons and the winners because I haven't done it in a long time. I actually had to look when the last time I did it and I haven't ranked the seasons since Worlds Apart since we lasted the Oscars. So, yeah, it, and it's interesting actually. It's really interesting looking at the last 10 seasons and trying to rank them because there's like we're going to be doing we're, – we're having basically a Survivor Month in January on the Oz Network and we're going to be doing a lot of – episodes celebrating, you know, 40 seasons, 20 years and all this sort of stuff. We haven't initially planned everything, but we'll announce stuff more. But it's it's kind of very interesting to look at this season because 
yeah, it, it, as you, I think you summed it up well, it's like people struggle to separate what has happened in the last few weeks with this season. And I'm one of those people because I think that, you know, in the lead up to that episode, we were having a fairly solid season and actually a decent season. You know, we'd had one of the best episodes in the last five seasons and, you know, things were actually tracking well. This cast was a great cast. We had constantly been talking about it. And we were really getting to a point where we were kind of like, Island of the Idols is not necessary. You don't need Robin Sandra. This season is standing on its own two feet. But I, I do sadly, to me at least, think that they went too far with that one episode that this season will forever be tainted by that. And that's that's a shame because I'm with you. I think that still this cast is actually pretty good. I think if you look at who's remaining in this game... We know who each of these people are. They've all got their unique things that we all know about it. You think about it, you know, Lauren is, she's really starting to show, I've always loved Lauren from the beginning. She's had a pretty invisible edit, but she's actually a great character. Janet, the the absolute star of mm. this season. Everybody loves Janet. Dean, people, I, we've got a yeah, really, character too, but we've yeah. got a really interesting listener question about him, which I completely disagree with, but like Dean's kind of got a bit of a uniqueness to him about him. He seems like a nice, humble guy. He's a very good looking guy. He's, you just, you see, I don't think he's humble at all, but he's casually sort of like... But you know who but he he's is. tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And, yeah, and like he's kind of a bit naive like with the whole, you know, yeah, legacy, we'll get to that. Karishma, obviously, you know who she's. Nora, you know she's. Tommy, I mean, I've been on the Tommy train from day one saying he's getting a winner's edit. Now all of a sudden saying it's he's going to lose. Dan, bad reasons against Dan. You still know who he is. <laughs> and Elaine... One of the best characters we've yeah. had in Survivor in the last 10 years. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know who these people Pretty are, good. but it's just, it's a shame. It's it's kind of like, the the comparisons I still think fall towards Worlds Apart because... Oh my God, I was just going to bring that up. I yeah. do, like, Worlds Apart, not a unanimously liked season, and it seems to be getting a lot of hate the more and more time goes on. And I was talking to this to Dan a few weeks ago, and he thought I was just sucking up, but I legitimately meant it. Worlds Apart had a very unique, memorable cast. And I think yeah, that realistically, yeah. this is that still the most unique, re- memorable cast we've had since Worlds Apart. So you don't necessarily have to have a great season to have a memorable cast. I'm a, I'm a Thailand and a One World defender. I love those seasons. And people often criticize them as having bland casts. I completely disagree, particularly with One World. Don't even get me started on how amazing that cast is. I can defend them to the to the moon and back. But anyway, my point is, I think you, you're, you've made a very good point there. This season will ultimately define, be defined by whether you can separate it from uh, episode, what was it, eight, seven, eight, wasn't it? Um, seven, seven and eight, yeah. or was it two? Yeah, and know. and like, but that's the thing. I think you've taken such a leap with that episode that it was, it is really hard to kind of. It is, know. it is kind of full on because it just sort of like stands so differently to everything else. And I'm glad, I guess, in a way that they did it in one week. True. Like, imagine if that was stretched stretched out over two weeks. I just don't think I, I could handle all the, the discussion and and look are we uh, yeah i think i think the the ultimate thing the ultimate thing i would say with it is that through all these big controversial moments in survivor history thailand ted and gandhi all stars richard and sue you know game changers with zeke and they all blow over exactly (laughs) but like they, they are like a footnote of that season they're remembered for it but yes you don't you don't rank game changers based on that incident because no, you because don't. it you was a what? blink well, no, I wouldn't say a blink and you miss it moment it was a prominent part of that episode but it was done yeah. and dusted with I feel that the Sharin and Will thing Sharin was, and um, Will exactly the Dan comment about Sharin you know things like that like it was 
it's remembered, people will talk about it, but your, quote, casual fan will easily forget about it. This season, you've done such an over-the-top it element of it. You can't when the two, ep- two episodes, that one incident sort of thing really was just um, – yeah, it, it, but but you know what? Like, I actually kind of like the seasons that you look back on, and it makes it stand out for good or bad this season. And same with the um, Varner and Zeke thing. Like, I love a bit of drama and controversy too. So, I, I do think maybe it was a bit OTT, um, and I, I don't think the show handled it that well. And I don't think I think Dan should have probably been spoken to way at the beginning because it's just like they already said to him they don't like that like the girls don't like that and and so uh, yeah I, I I don't and the way it played, it played out that's not the show's fault that that the girls kind of used that um as a strategic um thing but that was a bit ugly and and um but they didn't have all the information as well and I honestly believe it's so easy for us to sit and judge I mean the only person that really should be judged for it is um is is Dan and like and and again like we don't uh, I, I won't get into it but I'm yeah like yeah yeah, yeah sorry man it's like, complex oh, it's just, yeah it's no it's so, so but big, this, this so is big. our point I and think that's quite hard to talk about, yeah. this is our point Julian at the end of the day this is why this season will be tarnished and stained by that episode because two weeks later we're still talking about it aren't we yeah yeah and it's a bit exhausting and and it's a bit um. Yes, we want Survivor to be not all about yep. that all the it's time. It's an escape. And I think – I guess they couldn't just not have it in the show though, right? I don't know. I just I just thought like from a production perspective too, it seemed like a little bit um, lame the way they're like we spoke to all the cast and but it seemed like they didn't really know, you know, the, the rest of the cast, who was being spoken to and what – do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're trying to cover their own ass a bit, the show, I thought. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, and, and look, I think that, you know, it's going to be a heavy time. As I think we mentioned to John a couple of weeks ago, it's going to come down to this reunion might be the first one in a while that I actually give a shit about that they don't use 12 minutes now for a reunion. I think each season the reunion gets shorter and shorter, doesn't it? But, um, yeah. Yeah. We'll find out in a couple of weeks. Seeing how they handle it, the reunion, yep. Yeah. Look, uh, a couple of things. I think you mentioned you enjoyed Island of the Idols this week. I, I, as I said before, I love Lauren, so I love seeing Lauren go here um, and kind of this whole, what was it this week, like guessing who's going to win immunity and kind of getting a vote. Now, we haven't had Island of the Idols in at least two or three weeks, have we? So it's kind of been missing. But yeah, I really, like, th- this is a problem with a twist like this. This is a Ghost Island problem or any form of island issue like exile island lost its you know power later in the game like it just it's tacked on and to me it's pointless at this point because i think that while it's entertaining like it's funny seeing sandra get attacked by a chicken hilarious (laughs) but like all this boarded down to this week to me was a gamble you're literally gambling you're just guessing who is going to win immunity that's all it comes down to i don't i don't see a lesson and what what lesson can you get with only nine days left in the game i just think it's just it's it's just for the sake of it like it needs to go we don't need it anymore i agree i agree um i agree with everything basically but that said i still enjoy it for what it is yeah like I thought when this season was announced, the Island of the Oz was really going to be a coaching, like, power, like, workshopping, like, okay, so um, they have a big mind map of 
this person's aligned with who and they but I guess that's harder to translate into a quick little um, segment on TV so they've created these little challenges which don't mean anything um, but at the same time I enjoyed I enjoyed kind of like this week I thought it was more like they've had some shockers in terms of the lessons or trying like drawing a bit of a long bow with some of the ways that this helps you in the game whereas I thought this didn't really help you in the game but at least it was um, an opportunity for her to benefit maybe a bit more and it wasn't too easy it wasn't too hard like I liked the way she thought it out I liked um it was pretty fun seeing like them know in advance but never really seen them know in advance that they were going to that was, was a kind of funny to... scene with propes when yeah, he's like bacon and they're just kind of staring at him like with crickets and propes little yeah. act of like why do you guys not react like jeff we know you know you just want to milk this come on <laughs> yeah and it shows to me how much i guess you really do get to know your tribe mates i wonder if someone else would have done as well in lauren as well as lauren in identifying who um, she knew exactly who would sit out, um, who would play and who would win. And I thought that was quite smart that she got it all so right. But at the same time, by that stage of the end, 30 days in, seeing everyone, you, you can't hide. So it wasn't probably that hard for her to... Yeah, that's my point. Sorry to interrupt, like, where I was saying about, like, Island yeah. Idol's not really needed with this coaching thing because, okay, Rob and Sandra have played, you know, over 100 days. They've got experience. I get it. But... At the end of the day, Survivor is it's it's it's, it's yeah. not it's not you know soccer like it's not like Cristiano Ronaldo can come in and teach you things because he's a legend and he can play fantastically. Like Survivor can be played many different ways, and this is where. Yeah. Boston, Rob, and Sandra are going to teach you things one way, but then at the end of the day, Parvati's going to teach you something different. Ozzy's going to teach you something different. They're all going to bring their own unique take. And Lauren's got her own unique take 30 days in. She's interpreted the game. As you said, she knows these cast members better than Sandra and Rob Boston does. Boston, Robin, So, yeah. like, it, like, legitimately, they could have had this in a tree mail saying, like, choose one person to go get a... Uni- like, it's kind of like an Australian survival, like with Jericho, go choose someone. you got the cookies or this. Like, it's literally a, a moral dilemma. Like, you have an envelope. Here's what's happening at the next challenge. If you want to gamble your vote, you can win a self an idol. That's all you need to do. They and- don't need Boston Robin Sandra no. to facilitate and- based on what they've done. Yeah. And, I, and I do think... I wonder what Boston Robin Sandra think, because I reckon they were sold a different bill of goods when they were enticed to um, join the season like you'll really be the mentors you'll be like workshopping and that's what they're not really being and And that's what i think is missing now yeah it started off actually get their experience but i think that's hard to translate on screen i think it's yeah it did start off a bit better by this point though as well it's just like surely everyone knows boston robin sandra are there like it's just so stupid the way the show's trying to like not even like not even sort of I don't know. I thought after the merge it'd be a bit different with how they would, the Island of the Isles would work, but it's just redundant. But and are they going to be involved I, in the reunion, do you think? Like, are they going to be included? Oh God, I hope it, not. Yeah, no. They better not vote. I'd be annoyed if they I'm not voted. voting. Like, I think, like, as in just in the reunion, like, when they've got everyone up on stage, like, are they going to oh, be included? Yeah. Like, I, I don't no, think they should be. They've barely been in the season, to be honest. There's been a lot of episodes where there was no Island of the Isles and all we've seen from Boston Robin Centre, which I like, to be fair, is the bunker shots. Like, there's some... I like their dynamic together. I reckon they're like a weird, dysfunctional little relationship. Like, they, they bicker like um, an old married couple. And I, I want it. Let's talk about the chicken thing. <laughs> oh, man, I loved that. I loved when the chicken stole the pawpaw. I just love Sandra, and I do like Rob a lot more. I never used to really like Rob, but I kind of – he's got a cool cool sort of energy. Like, he's, he's sort of 
I don't know. Yeah, Bob, Rob's really enjoyable to watch too. Like, but when the chicken bit the um, yeah, <laughs> Cassandra, all I could hear was Missy's voice. Like earlier in the series, she's like, "You really shouldn't bite the hand that feeds you. You just shouldn't." <laughs> and remember, and I just thought of like the ch- uh, Sandra. They feed the chicken, and then she bit it. I was just like, "Oh my god, it was amazing." One thing I just want to quickly add. Um, I'm getting annoyed with the overabundant use of flashbacks. Um, survivors yes, never relied. Like it's it's an odd thing that they seemingly like even with you know Dean and the the legacy and we've got the the flashback to um to, to Jamal's confession like we don't need it like people have been watching this it, yeah. you just you see it like we don't see um you know a, a stick being used in a in a Micronesian oh this is a flashback to it's a fucking stick like the only time we've ever had flashbacks is on a an all star season when they kind of show like a classic moment from a previous season like it's just it. It's just, you don't need it. Like, we, we've watched this no, show from the beginning. It's weird. There really was a lot. It is a bit weird. It's, it's, it's almost in black and white, the colour scheme that they show it in. Um, yeah, yeah, it's weird. I, again, I, I don't mean to, like, I feel like we've kind of spent a good 28 minutes on this episode just being negative Nellies. I'm not I'm not meaning to. It's just, <laughs> I think that they're, you know, it's important it's to look. something that no one's, yeah, yeah, no one's talking about stuff like I that, did, though. I like it. I did like, um, like as much as I don't like the Island of the Idol bit, I thought it was pointless. I did like Lauren and her, the way she kind of, you know, were tr- telling people not to eat. And I did love when, you know, Karishma, Nora and Elizabeth are doing the immunity. And then when Karishma bat- crashes out, I love like that look that Lauren sort of has got like a little wry smile on her face. And I, yeah, pr- and I appreciate yeah. um, the way Lauren like, tells Tommy and kind of like, I, I don't know, like I just, I think that it, it works really well. And I loved them eating. It was fantastic. I love those things. And I just want to point out, like, this is why I just love Nora. A week ago, she wins immunity, could have stayed in to win them PBJs, and they're all going off at her because she's like going, woo, I won immunity. And they're like, you fucking idiot. You cost us PBJs because yeah. you could. And this week yeah. is the complete opposite. Like Elizabeth crashes out and Nora just. Like- like, no man, I'm doing this not, for the tribe. Just like that's not how it works. Not how it works? Yeah, yeah. No, um, that is a really good, interesting parallel. How like, yeah, I love her. I love Nora and I actually, so much. Uh, I don't, this might have annoyed you if you're not a huge Karishma fan, but I actually really enjoyed her her emotion at losing. Oh, like, no. it just it was a bit goaty, but but she's on her journey, and that's what I like about Karishma. She is on her journey. She's 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 had some cool moments, like talking about her um, the other week, talking about how I think it was maybe when she finally oh like her arranged marriage, but she's so lucky to have like someone that loves her just for her and being out there. You know, it shows you how much of a blessing that is when you can't trust anyone and everyone's kind of against you. Um, so I, I, I've liked. I think she's been really unique. Like we we don't often see someone from. Um, like she's obviously American, but she's her background's from um, somewhere in India or Sri Lanka or something like that. So, I think she isn't she the um, first female uh, person from the, the. She's Indian, I think. I think she's Indian American. Yeah. So I think she. Yeah, but because the twenties, the twenties were Sri, Sri Lankan. Lankan. Yeah. Sri Lankan. Um, um, yeah. No, she's she's really unique. Which I think is great. I think I've commented on that before, saying like thirty nine seasons in that we can sort of still have a a new, I guess. Um, 
it's just a bit of an accent. Hey, that's I kind of like hearing players that. Well, have where a bit was of an um Vince was? What was his ethnic background? Because he, he was um, talking he, about was it was it a Vietnamese tribe like tribe? Or it was something? it was a certain like tribe or an ethnicity that he was kind of mentioning how he was the first to represent on Survivor, which I yeah, think is great. Yeah. Like it's I like yeah. sort of these these new ones that we have because um <coughs> I think there's very few like I know like. Uh, you know, a Native American. Like I know we've had like, was it was it Eve was Native American or? Oh, was she? I yeah. think it might was have been Eve, but there've been at least one or two. But uh, she I don't Nicaragua think Nicaragua seen... or one of those. What season was Eve? <laughs> well, she was Nicaragua, wasn't she? But um, yeah, I think. But I don't think we've ever had. And again, I could be wrong here. Like I don't think we've ever had like a Native American male. Um, you know, and I, I could be wrong. Um, so yeah. I do like it. There's very few. I think Survivor's done very good in 39 seasons of kind of really covering. The majority of ethnicities, and you know. That's another thing about this season as well that there has been a um, a different look about the cast. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that's been that's been good. What What do you think is going to happen with Dan now? Like, do you think the show, like, do you think he's just a guaranteed like final three for like everyone? He's just going to sit there. And do you think the show should not really sh- shouldn't have based on what happened? Should they not have shown him? Really? No. Like, look, I, not- I I don't fall into that that category. Like it's probably a controversial opinion. Um, but no, I don't think so. I think that Dan's still a player in this game. Dan's done things that have annoyed people and have been, you know, he's been talked about it and they've kind of, they've, they've got to move on. Like, I don't, I don't think you can just all of a sudden paint Dan with a brush and ignore him just because of what's, what he did. I, I know that's probably not a popular opinion, but I definitely was not one of these people who think they should have removed him from the game. Absolutely not. I think that- he's just really unaware. He, he, he wasn't, he's not a, I think it's so easy for people. He's not a terrible person because of what, like he's still a person. Like, I think he, he, he just didn't realize what he was doing. I don't know why he thinks it's okay to be like that, but like super unaware. And he's still, yeah, like he's still a part of the season, I suppose. So, yeah, and yeah. That, that's what that's what I think it all falls down to. He's still a player in this game. He's still like, and this is the thing too. Like, it's not like all of a sudden every there's single. There's more to him than that. Yeah. yeah, there's more to him than that. That one thing that he obviously has no idea about. And that's um, it. That's the thing. And I think no, it's not like all of a sudden everyone has just shafted him down the beach and is ignoring him. They don't want anything to do with him. We still see him involved in strategy talk. We still see him, you know, like I actually really enjoyed that scene this week where he was, was he sitting with, who was he sitting with, Lauren? And they're kind of then all of a sudden uh, Karishma's talking with, that was a good scene, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I love that kind of, like, you know, I'm going to go over there, I heard my name. Like, this is the thing. You can't edit things like that out that on the grand scheme of things because then all of a sudden Karishma was targeting Dan. How are you going to explain that? Yeah. Like, I, I get yeah. that people will have this opinion because they were disgusted about what he did. Fair enough. But, you know, let's let's go back to Thailand. Ted stayed in that game for a very long time. I guarantee you, if Thailand was edged in today's climate, that people would be doing the same with Ted and that he should be forgotten about, shut down, removed from the game, all this kind of stuff. And difference here being we saw this happen, what Dan was doing, where we never saw what Ted allegedly did. So we don't know the truth there. But I just think that you just, you can't do that. I think that, okay, at the end of the day, he's done something that made someone uncomfortable. He was was given a warning about it. And as far as we can see, he's moved on with it. It was wrong. Dan has been made aware that what he did was wrong. But as you said, this doesn't define Dan as a person. Yeah, there's more to him than that. 
and he he wasn't coming on the season thinking I'm like it's it's he wasn't it's not like he's like oh yeah I'm gonna like go touch up like he's just couldn't like yeah it's different backgrounds it's different generations and again I'm not using that as an excuse I'm not no it's not to excuse him because he should know better and there's most people I still can't explain it why he did it and and he and it is weird that like someone would be so like laying touching their feet and all that sort of like but that's but ultimately the thing is is like and again this is not defending Dan I explained this the other week with John I don't think Dan as you kind of said deliberately goes into this going I'm going to touch up these women because I get sexual gratification for it yeah Dan just no, does it because so. that's what Dan does Dan's one of those type of people but at the end of the day, if that makes someone uncomfortable, then you yeah. stop. It's 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 as simple as that. Like if he's been told he this to, makes me uncomfortable, and he did try and say, "Oh, I didn't really know," but I think I think that's easy to sort of say, "Oh, I didn't know." Like, yeah, you should know by by your sort of age, and like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, anyway. it's hard to. But that's that type. I of think. Yeah, so I Dan, think to answer Dan, your question Dan, before, yeah. um, I mean, he's very much. Clearly, going to be going. I think we've. I think we've got three goats in this game, and I think that's Nora, that's Dan, and that's Karishma. To me, they are three people who cannot win this game, I'll and see, I think I neither can of them Nora can win. If she's with the right people, if maybe if it is those three, if I see if Nora. That's, if that's the final three, yeah, I'd agree with you. I think Nora. I see is her winning over seat. Dean too. I see Nora. Um, I think Nora's quite liked quirky. At first, I thought they. Just thought she's cray, but like she is cray and she owns that. And um, and I actually think she is quite smart and intelligent. She's done well in challenges. I know challenges are oh challenges, whatever. But um, yeah, I reckon she's playing a bit more of an involved game than Elaine. Sometimes she's maybe Elaine's more likable. Like as a everyone's like she's Elaine. She got great story, but. I don't know about Nora. Like, don't sleep on Nora. She she's got a really interesting edit too, and um, I yeah, don't think she, I, I don't know. I think uh, Nora's like a Debbie. Nora's like just like she's just being played purely for laughs. I just I don't think we've seen strategy from Nora, and that's kind of where it, it like. Nora, to me, can only win in that final three scenario. But I just... And I love Nora to bit. She's probably my... You know, up there with Elaine is one of my favourites in this season at the moment. But I just... I just don't think based on what we've it's seen funny from though, her... It's like, what strategy from anyone? Like, it's funny how we assign credit for strategy because I sort of see Nora's been quite involved in conversations. But it's just a gut feeling. And everyone's, like, saying, oh, Tommy's so good at strategy. But I don't really see him driving much strategy either. It's just funny how, like... You but we've seen Tommy's like, social game. I think what, no, what yeah, Tommy falls I, I into is Tommy's social kind of middle of the road. And like I, I get the Tommy because I, I think from the second episode I was saying Tommy's getting a, a solid yeah. enough edit where I can yeah. see him as a winner. I still don't – the only reason I say that Tommy isn't winning this game is because I still am adamant a woman is winning this yeah. game. So that yeah, is yeah, why, like to that. me, Tommy yeah. isn't winning this game. So I, I – my right now, my prediction – is Elaine is the winner. That is still, to me, who is winning this game. I had Elizabeth pegged for a long time, uh, yeah, but yeah. clearly not anymore. Um, but I think kind of like 
this is a unique season in that we're not really getting a clear winner's edit. I think kind of it, it fluctuates. It's almost very San Juan del Sur, I feel, that I think kind of we keep getting it. Like, Missy was a real favourite as a winner. She's gone. Elizabeth for a while, and she's gone. You know, I think kind of it's not I, on the extent yeah. of Jeremy and Josh, but we definitely have kind of had some big players taken out. And I think yeah. that... You know, I think we've got... How many we got left? Eight left, haven't we, at the moment? And I think we've got three... To my personal opinion, we've got two people who can clearly win. We've got three people who definitely can't. And then we've got the other three who are kind of in that middle section. And I think yeah. that if, if I look at Dean, if I look at Janet, and if I look at Lauren, I, Janet's maybe slightly up towards the winner's edit. Dean and Lauren, to me, are kind of almost in purgatory where... Look, if they yeah. win, it's probably up there with a Michelle or a Sophie or a Natalie edit where it was kind of like, oh, I can maybe slightly see it, but did they ultimately get the you know best gameplay or whatever that we could have seen? Probably not. But, um, yeah. I generally agree with all of that, like based on conventional survival wisdom, but I think the, the paradigms just changed so much. Like true. with Very true. Chris winning last year, last season, I mean, that was sent on its own. But, but you know what I mean? It's like... So much can happen now with when they have the finale with like seven people still in the game, or, or do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, I agree generally with with that assessment of like who who's doing well and and, and yeah, we don't. And this is the thing too, I guess we don't really have clear alliances, do we? I mean, Lauren and no, Tommy. No, They're the only duo like uh, that we know about. Everyone else is kind of just floated I around. I feel like Dan and, and, Dan and Janet actually, true. I don't know if they've got a full-on alliance. Well, I mean, like, they, they at least, yeah, they, they kind of at least still, I feel, and I think, look, I don't see Dan as really being in with anyone, I think, but like Dan kind of had a bit with Lauren, obviously, this week, so he was enough talking to her. Yeah, the Janet, yeah. I think that kind of that's helped, you know, Dan, because at least Janet sort of sat down with him and had a conversation with him about it. Um, yeah. And, yeah, like, that's a good point. But this is a unique season. Like, again, Modern Survivor, we don't really have clear-cut solid alliances for a long period of time anymore. But it's still – it's a lot. Like, it's kind of hard to go into next week and, you know, does Karishma automatically a become a target again because she was one this week? And The yeah. thing that I don't like about it is, like, I just feel like Dan's definitely going to be there. And, like, it's just like – Ugh, having someone like that just still like in it, just sort of taking up a spot that they can't win. And yeah, like as much as like they're not going to completely ignore Dan in the edit, they're not going to give him like, I don't see him getting like any, like they're not going to, he's not going to be engineering, being seen to engineer anything now, even if he is kind of behind a bit of strategy because he can't win. Mm. And yeah, he's just kind of like, that's what I, I'm like, I wish he was just out, but. Obviously, it makes sense for the players to not take him out. I, I, I'm surprised that Tommy, um, we might get to this in one of the listener questions, but I'm surprised that Tommy um, is still hasn't been identified that much as a threat yet. You've got he to was think last coming. week, wasn't he? But then they kind of it switched was around he? a little bit. But no, I'm with you. And I, I think also um, the thing that also fascinated me this week with the tie um is that, I mean, clearly Elizabeth was going home. Janet wasn't going home because Janet barely had an, e- an edit this episode that really showed mm-hmm. her going home. But I think on a game sense of things, taking Elizabeth out was a mistake. I think it actually was smarter to take out Janet because yeah, I think people probably would not... They need to know that nobody's really going to vote for Elizabeth after what happened in that whole situation. And also... 
you know, Elizabeth has no allies left. When when Aaron and um and Missy went, she had no one left. So kind of, I I think Elizabeth had real. She was much a free agent. She's called to use. I thought, yeah. I agree. Well, and again, this is the Monday morning quarterback scenario. It's easy for us to sit in a couch and say this right now on paper. This is you know, but like, mm. surely they know that Janet is very well liked. Um, you know, nobody dislikes Janet. More of a threat. Yeah, she's so got a lot of respect. I would. I, I, would, I think Elizabeth. that was a mistake. I think that if they had any smarts, they should have taken Janet. I don't want Janet to go, I like Janet, but I like Elizabeth no, yeah. too. So, yeah. I like Elizabeth too. I've really enjoyed Elizabeth. I felt a bit sorry for her in the end. She, her game just kind of fizzled out um, because her allies went and, and she... Um, I think maybe the reasoning was um, she's going to be winning the challenges if it's not Nora. True. Um, True. Again, that's a... Olympic that, that is boring. Very boring sort of take, but people, I guess, still do talk about that a bit. Um, challenge challenges, though. To, yeah, I'm, no, I'm most, over these challenges. I'm just so over them. Challenges I mean, they, are the most pointless thing in Survivor now since Woo. These, these just endurance hold this up. Like, I just can't they do something else, like with individual immunity that's not just like how long you can do this, the last person standing kind of thing? Yep. Can't they do more of a race? I know it's a bigger obstacle course, but. Give us like ah, oh, just saving on yeah, production. It's so fucking it's, boring. It's, it's, it's got a, you know. Everything's just got a ball involved in it, or a yep. a bar, or a hanging your arms and yep. yeah. Um, I do just got to mention Dean. Um, I, I kind of like Dean. Dean, I still think he's you know he's a bit charming, he's a bit naive, he's just you know all this sort of fun stuff. But the fact that he I get it. It's Survivor. Like, you know, you get something like this. It could be real. But, I mean, it's a handwritten note. Um, It's up there with the stick. Like, it's just, you know. I guess you've got nothing to lose in playing it. You literally have nothing to lose in playing it. And what is his whole thing is, like, if I play the the duplicate that I'm going to make and the other one's real, I can still use that like i thought yeah it's funny that he's he he's like i guess yeah but he does seem he's he's got a i don't know i enjoy watching him though i think he's he's kind of had some funny moments he's yeah i was gonna say the other to really assess where he stands in the game the other fun moment actually that i completely forgot was when nora took uh karishma's bag and they literally find a note, and I don't know if that was the idol, but a necklace with shells on it. And they're like, oh, no, nothing was in the bag. I'm like, what are you, like, this? it's a necklace with shells on it and a note, which is basically, was that not explaining that it was an idol? And they're just like. I missed that. Yeah, that's right. They did pull something it out. It was sort of- so funny. And also, I, I, the one thing, I back to the Island of the Idols part, and, it's, you know, Lauren obviously wins the idol for guessing it correctly. I just don't like this. It's only good for two tribals. Like I've I've said that before. Like it's early in the game, maybe, but not at this point in the game. And like I also don't understand Lauren's playing because her name didn't come up yeah. once. Yeah, I was confused why she like, she got just spooked. It seemed, but it seemed like a really. Uh, I guess she only had next tribal to use it if it's for two tribals. I don't mind the the fact that they only get. Um, uh, limited time because uh, I think that mitigates just having so many active isles right until the very end and then everyone's kind of got safety except for like one person or two people in it. But, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know why she played it. Did they show her finding it or they just said it's going to be hidden under the water well back at camp or something? Because I don't feel like, I was like, did she actually? No, they, I, they did show her getting it. 
Um, oh, did they? Yeah. But okay. it was only a brief little scene. But look, really quick, yeah. I don't want to dwell on a person playing an idol badly because to me it's in the same vein of, um, yeah, yeah. you know, you get voted out with an idol. I think ultimately that's what an idol is. You've got to risk it. You, you kind of, it's a gamble. The only time I'll ever think it's bad is, um, was it, was it Vince this season who had one and he, or he, and he didn't use it and he kind of like, yeah, a lot of- that was one of those moments where it was like, well, that was dumb to me because you only had it for two and your name was literally one of the major threats. So to me, that I was is really a disappointed. User. I quite liked Kelly. I quite liked Kelly and I was disappointed that she had two, but they obviously made her feel like, oh no, Dan's definitely going and, and all that. Um, yeah, I, I, I like to see the news. It's sort of that, especially with, um, Lauren getting it too. It's like they show all that thing of her getting or doing all this effort, like to, to um, maybe really want bacon too. I was thinking True. Um, bacon. Yeah. Brown. Used Survivor reward. Don't you reckon they barely ever just have bacon? Maybe burgers with bacon, but mm. like Julian, um, I I haven't had I haven't had a potato in six months. So those hash browns and sauce oh, are looking bloody good to me. Um, so um, the, the one thing too, going into next week, I believe now nobody has any idols, nobody has any advantages, but we talked about that, I think, with uh, you and Cable, thinking, oh, this is going to be great, a merge episode with none, and within two seconds, people have found like 30 of them, so I reckon yeah. within 10 minutes There'll next week, idol, everyone's huh? going to have an idol, yeah. they're just going to drop in their lap, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, we've really only got next week, and then the finale, is three, that Three weeks, I believe, we've got left. Um, the finale okay, is right. on the uh, well, 19th Australian. 19th of December. Uh, 18th, yeah, okay, so there's two more, normal, two more normal weeks and then the finales. So. Yeah, so we're, yeah. We're, we're running on fumes now to the end, which will be interesting. But um, just just quickly, we'll get to these listener questions. I'll get you to rate this episode and give me a winner's pick. But um, anything final to add on on, on Elizabeth? Um, yeah, we didn't talk about considering her uh, mood episode. Um, I thought she was really even keel um, and she played a really good game. I think... I don't, I don't crit- criticize her too much, but like it, it, sh- it seems really bad on screen the way that she just kind of used that to advance her game with the whole Dan thing. But I, I sort of think, well, he wasn't like that to her, and and she's like, okay, if, if this can get me further the game, you can see why it happened, like happened like that. You can pick because Survivor is a game; it's not real life. She wouldn't have done that in real life, exactly. But in the game, like she's like, well. She didn't know the extent of how bad sort of it was because she didn't see Dan doing this stuff that we saw. And, and the edit makes it like they show it all in conjunction. It makes it look really icky. But um, I I honestly think that she was a quite a good underrated player and um, with someone that apparently didn't know that much about the game. I don't think she knew uh, anything. Before going in. Yeah, so she, she didn't know. It. She was the first one to go to Ireland with the Idols. And I don't think she... Knew Gossel, but it made it seem like she did. The, I don't think she knew oh, any of them. I think she got tapped yeah. on the shoulder. She walked down that beach. I was like, "Oh, what the fuck?" And these two become who are they? And then all of a sudden, cut. All right, come on, Elizabeth. These are two important people. Act a little yeah. bit better. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I I liked Elizabeth a lot. Um, I don't think she'll probably have enough um, memorability to come back or anything. But no. yeah, I thought she was, she was good. Uh, the second most successful Olympian in the history of uh, Survivor. I believe she's only the third Olympian, I want to say. Uh, and they've all been female, so fantastic. But um, I guess, well, Crystal obviously was a gold medalist, but she's, oh, had her gold, <laughs> she's had her gold medal taken away from her since. So you might be able yes. to say the most successful Olympian who's kept a medal, uh, at least at time <laughs> of recording this. And um, what's her name from Heroes Healers Hustlers? The first boot, of course, was uh, an Olympic swimmer. 
So I could be. I'm pretty sure we've only had the three. If somebody else can want to, if I'm missing someone, it's just normal swimming, not like another kind of water um, sport or anything. No, no. Just swim. Are you talking about um, Heroes Hustlers? That was Katrina, wasn't it? Um, Katrina, yeah, Katrina Radke. Yes. Um, Funny how you just remember some of their last names and like they're the first boot and then you can't even think of, like I couldn't even think of Jack's name for ages this episode. But, Jack um, in the yeah. <laughs> um, But, you know, I, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think everything that you said um, is true. Uh, I don't think we will see her again. Uh, but no, I always liked Elizabeth. She was she was definitely someone to me that early on, as I said, she was, she was a strong chance for a winner. Game. She had a really good social game. Yeah, I think she lost basically the the episode two weeks ago killed her any chances, and then obviously as soon as she lost Aaron and, and Missy, she she was done. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but that's Survivor. It happens. You're you're in a good position yeah. all of a sudden. It, it happens. Uh, did you give me a winner's pick before? Who's your who's your winner's pick uh, right now? No, I, I I guess I can't remember who I said going into the season, um, but. I, Either to you or Cable, I did give. Now, based uh, just based on who who's left in the game, or yeah, yeah. I mean, you can give yeah, me a winners. Uh, you can give me a winners pick from somebody who's voted out. I don't know if this is Edge of Extinction, but <laughs> <laughs> God, that fucking duh. of course, yeah. Someone who's left in the game. Who do I think? <laughs> but, I mean, by all means, if if you really think that you know Kelly's going to win this game, still, uh, <laughs> you never know. Just drop edge. No, I don't. I, it's hard to say. I think. Um, I I think it's going to be a woman too, but I don't. I don't. I don't see enough from Elaine. Like, I, I see her getting votes based on, like, her story and stuff, but she's gone really quiet. And um, uh, so I, I'm i more likely to see – I don't see Lauren being quiet enough either. Um, Janet. Janet or Nora. Probably Janet. Let's say Janet. I actually okay. can see a path for Nora, though, as crazy as you might think that I, is. I, I don't agree, but I wouldn't be disappointed. <laughs> I would be yeah, very happy with a Nora win. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still I'm on the yeah. Elaine train. Um, I think that she's just getting enough of an edit. I think she's had enough moves. I think kind of she's liked. Um, and let's not forget, there are still, like, the finale's got a lot that goes on there, and there's still two more episodes. So, like, someone that's been a bit quiet, Lately, that doesn't necessarily mean that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 that that to me is my pick at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. and I, I would be satisfied with an Elaine victory. I, I think um, you know she obviously was in trouble in the first episode, and kind of she's she's held on, and she's a great character. Um, so. Uh, yeah, Elaine to me. And uh, one thing I'll say, if Elaine wins, I'll be very disappointed that we don't get to see her back straight away in an all-winner season. So, um, yeah, yeah, true. Very, very true. Um, very sad, I should have said. I'm not disagreeing with myself there. That sounded to be arrogant, Ben. Um, how are we going to rate this episode, Julian? Are we buying it, renting it? Yeah, I, I, I just had a feeling of um, stock standard sort of Survivor episode, but I... Found it quite enjoyable. I, I don't know. I really wanted bacon. They started American streaky bacon. <laughs> mm. um, I liked that. It was a little bit different with the way they set that up. I didn't think Island of the Isles went on for too long, so that was good. I liked um, I liked seeing Karishma's story as well this episode, so I did like that. Um, I don't – we talked about how she was maybe a little bit overrated um, in terms of like how oh, she's doing so much. But, yeah, I, I thought it's good to see her – um, so, yeah, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Is that, are we doing that or are we doing a buy purchase? That would be a, a buy? I think that would be a buy, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that'd be a buy, wouldn't it? You'd have to. Yeah, yeah think so. Um, I'm going to rent it. I Just as I think I said at the very beginning of the episode, I think, like, it was fine. I don't think it was brilliant. I don't think it was terrible. Um, yeah. You know, I think kind of 
it was just a stock standard episode. So um, yeah, nothing to me stands out to be spending a lot of money on this one. So uh, yeah, just just a rent for me, I think this week. Did you um, did you say what did you say about the um, the Dan episode? I did listen oh, to bin, your interview. Bin. Wor- yeah, wor- yeah. Wor- worst episode in the history of Survivor, like hands down, not even a question to me. Yeah, um, I think you can't. It's almost like you're watching a different kind of show. Hey, yeah. like so, yeah, it didn't feel like Survivor. I, I think so. that that is that is just an episode that to me. Um, just without question. I think I even put that on my Facebook that day saying like I'd watched 570 episodes of Survivor at that point and that's the worst. Um, so, yeah. 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 Um, so we've got some listener questions and as always, thanks to everybody who sends these in. If you want to send these in to us each week, just follow us on social media. You'll see who we've got on the show and we'll give you uh, hopefully enough time for you to send them in. Um, now, if you're just on Twitter here, there's a long old conversation. I don't know if we've gone through, but uh, Lad Undercover, L A D Undercover, however you pronounce your name, I, I never say. No titters for Twitter. No titters for Twitter. Um, he says, "Yay, Julian again! Two two cues. Uh, one, I think we've already covered. Can Krishma actually win this? And do we think that that was Mark the Chicken who attacked Sandra?" Um. That is, I don't like chickens at all. This is, I think they're really, um, we used to have them. Uh, I don't believe it was Mark the Chicken, but it could have been one of his um, ilk, part of his um, chicken tribe um, of generation, different generation. Uh, yeah, chickens, oh, they just, um, can I mention something funny about Sia, though, actually speaking Always. of us? Always, we love a good funny, funny Sia moment. So did you see for Thanksgiving... That she was in Walmart in the states, just buying people's um, groceries, which is really like random acts of kindness, nice thing to do. Which she was just, and no one recognised her because she's quite um, anonymous with her like wig, and she's you know she doesn't show her face in a lot of like her public you know um, publicity stuff. So yeah, so that was kind of cool to see. But I thought it was like ironic that she. She supports the chi- she she supports chickens' rights and not eating chickens, and then she's paying for people's turkey dinners and like frozen turkeys at the checkout at, um, at Walmart. But yeah, that was that was a random thing. Well, good for you, Sia. Um, I I I like I think it was the Purple Rock podcast kind of shared a tweet. It was like three most iconic chickens in Survivor. The correct answer they yeah, of course had that. was number one chicken from China. But my my Iris. thing is. As much as we love, you know, Mark the Chicken and all this sort of stuff, the only chicken that ever deserves idol status in Survivor is Chicken Morris. I'm sorry, but that man is a legend and he should have his own statue on Fiji. So, uh, hashtag chicken forever. Uh, <laughs> chicken. Yeah. Damn! Bring back chicken. Bring back chicken. He, he is the Des Quilty of US Survivor. Is yeah, that's right. He, yeah. What a legend. Uh, should have seen more chicken. first boot. First food oh. like Des, yeah. What a what a man. What a beautiful, beautiful man, Chick Morris. Chick Norris, Morris, sorry. Yeah. Um, just looking at the conversation you were having on Twitter with a uh uh he's got a very long name. Uh Leo Rule Forever is his uh Twitter handle. Or there, I shouldn't assume it's just a, a he. Well his name's Leo, that's why I'm assuming it's a he. If you're not a he, I apologize, Leo. Um but you know, a bit of a conversation and they got into a bit of a debate with somebody else on our Twitter about who's <laughs> gonna win this game. So I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but I, I do love seeing a good debate on our uh our our Twitter feed there. I I don't think I'll get into the little debate you got into on uh, your Twitter. <laughs> 
with someone about um <laughs> I did like your comment, Julian. It was quite funny, but um <laughs> Yeah, turned a little bit woke, but uh that's twenty oh, Even your dogs agree with me there. So um Coltney. Again, I don't know if this is the Coltney, I think it's somebody else there. Um, we got so many of these questions. Has Karishma ungoated herself and is no longer a goat in this game? I say no. I think she's still a goat, but um, we've already talked about that, really. Um, Hilda says, It's insane to me that it is the first correct female idol play since Cambodia. Go Karishma. This is what I'm saying. The Karishma love is big uh, all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, it, it, people get excited when they see correct idol play, and especially when there's quite a, like there was seven votes on her. And um, it's good. It is kind of like good TV because whose face was just like, oh shit, like Lauren, like was it Lauren? Oh, a lot of their a faces lot of people's like, faces were like, oh shit. There was a lot of. I'm sorry, expected. there was a lot of overacting when it came to the shock factor. Come on, it's not that shocking. Somebody played an idol in Survivor. Ooh, true, <laughs> but I just think no one thought Karishma like there. It's this whole. That's why people are getting stuck so about Christmas. They're like, oh, they've underestimated her. Now watch her, like, come into her own, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, she's she's she doesn't have – let's not forget, in Survivor, you need the jury. And I don't think they're going to really – like, that doesn't erase all the sort of, like, yeah, That's my point. That's exactly the... my point. And, again, look at Missy's reaction when she walks past her. And yeah. this, is, this is my thing. This is my constant thing with modern Survivor is that people just have this idea of a Survivor resume and you need to have your moves. And this may be slightly contradicting what I said before about when I was talking about strategy and winners. I think that there still needs to be a big element about socialness to it. And I think that, again, this is where people think that flashy moves and flashy yeah. things win you the game, whereas I would put that argument out there. List me winners in the last however many years who have had flashy games and flashy moves. I, I don't think since Sarah we've had a winner of that. now, And even in the last 10 seasons, Jeremy and Sarah are the only two that I would say have kind of had more than just, you know, like every other winner has kind of just been solidly liked. They yeah, played a yeah. standard enough game with a move here or there. But like, yeah. if you want these overly like, you know, boom, flashy type of winners in the last 10 seasons, it's been Jeremy and Sarah prior to that, Tony, um, Kim, uh, Rob, yeah. I guess technically, but what did he have to work with? Most winners don't. Most winners aren't that flashy. Like they, they've got to be seen to be dumb enough that people feel happy that they've done enough, and not just be likable. You just have um, a solid mix of and like it's, it's social. If you were to analyze winners' games, social is always the one overarching the element that part, always yeah. wins the game. And yeah. I think that you know it has been so long since we've had a truly dominant winner of Survivor and. You know, I think that kind of we're in that era now where people are forgetting that. And this is this is an Australian Survivor problem again. Look at every Channel 10 Australian Survivor winner. No one has been a flashy winner that yeah, they overhype. Yeah. No one has won yeah. that way. And yet we still get David shoved down our throat. You know, we get Henry. We get these players because people think that's how you have to play Survivor. Oh, it's Henry. not. Oh, God, Henry. That, <sighs> there's a... <laughs> That's a triggering one for me. Speaking uh, of yeah, Australian Survivor, people, download Australian uh, Survivor archives. Sorry, Julian. <laughs> I don't think people dislike Karishma that much in the game, but they just don't respect her game. Like, I think they like her enough as a person. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. like, but it's very hard to change that perception of, like, she's been kind of shitty at challenges. She's been kind of like, yeah, it's hard to change that goat perception. And um, a couple of, like, 
moves. They won't even assign that credit, even if she does do stuff. Once that perception sort of exists, it'll someone else will. That's what's so hard about winning Survivor. I think it's it's like. Yeah, and it's that perception thing too. Like, and it's also it's ultimately ultimately comes down to how you sell your game. Caramel yeah. and to me, you know, Dawn not getting credit for things that she did alongside Cochrane is is a travesty. And it yeah. also it really comes down to Dawn's breakdown with the teeth and the fact that Dawn was not as good at you know selling her game and making the jury laugh like Cochrane did. China, and Amanda, and Todd, like things because like it that. Kind of sucks. I'm not defending Krishman that much, but like. It's kind of like if you get emotional in Survivor, you lose so much, like, respect. And it's just like, like, some people are just more emotional people. Like, yeah. um, I can't see Gabby. So, you know, Gabby from... Um, uh, <laughs> Don't say her name, she'll start she, crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't see her, even though she was pretty switched on, ever winning because she got a moment. People yeah. just don't... I liked yeah. Gabby. I, I had a Me bit too. of a crush on Gabby. I'm, I'm not going to lie. but She's um, Oh, nerd. See, yeah, but uh, no, you're you're absolutely right. Nerdy, but, yeah, but, but, but even but even on the emotional side of things, this is the the baffling case of Sophie to me. Like you know, Sophie won that game, and what happened to a tribal before the final tribal? Like it's like that was a unique aspect. So, yeah. um, Katie Silas, long term listener, and this is actually a very good question. I I don't know if I know the answer to this one. It's a good topic. What would happen if everyone chose to eat instead of playing for immunity? Would they all get food, or since the game never really starts, would it backfire and end up with no one getting food? And what if everyone chose to eat but one person, do they get the immunity by default? That's such a good question. Um, mm. Yeah. You, what would production do? Like, they'd be <laughs> they'd be shitting themselves. They'd be like, oh. Well, it's kind of like um, the no, game changer sh- situation when Sari just went home by default, basically, wasn't it? So I reckon I, I, they'd have yeah. to. If, I if think if one, one person, person didn't, one... they would win it by default, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but if everyone ate, they'd be like, oh. I guess they would just say, well, no one gets an immunity necklace, but that would be really lame. Like, they couldn't show the challenge, really. Show the I, I, I almost would say that one or two things would happen. They would simply go, Jeff would go, oh, well, no one is, no one gets immunity, and, yeah, you all cancelled yourself out from eating. Too bad. Go back to camp. Or, oh, they, yeah, sim- savage. <laughs> yeah. or they simply would go, cut. All right, no, we can't have this. We need to have at least two of you. Like, And they would just edit around it, and we would never know. I reckon Jeff, you're right. No, Jeff would be like, well, if no one's going to play, then it needs someone to play for someone to eat. So then they discuss it and they might show this or they might not. Then they'd be like, well, yes, yeah, they'd be like, no one will eat if, if you all aren't going to play. If someone, yeah, does that make sense? Because it's the only, the only time that we've never not had somebody with immunity was in Pearl Islands, wasn't it, when the jury won that trivia contest and poor old Dara got the brunt of it and she went home? Was that yeah, the only right. time no one's ever had immunity? That. I think that was Yeah, it. I forgot about so, that. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Katie. Ray asks, Julian, who is the hottest guy on this season from the 10 guys on the cast? Dean's a hottie. Like, he's, he knows it too, though. But he's, he's got a bit of, like, swagger about him. Um, uh, yeah, Dean Dean's the hottest for this season. It's not like <laughs> I think I said in, like, preview. I was like, where are all the hot guys at the start of this season, um, like, looking at the cast preview? But I like that it's... Um, being a diverse and not as full as so many hotties, but yeah, Dean's Dean's, yeah, he's delicious. I, so, I, 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 Tom's a bit of a Tom's a bit of a a dilf. Tommy, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a flavour, <laughs> he's a vibe. Um, yeah, yeah, he's no, got a nice eye. 
It's, um, yeah, I'm a bit offended that I didn't get asked that question. I mean, you know, I may not swing <laughs> that way, Ray, but I've still got an opinion. I've got eyes, you know. Yes, <laughs> that's right. You know. Ruth Marie's already, we've already answered this question. She says, uh, who would win, Chris Dan and Nora in a final three? So we've kind of already touched on that. Um, Layla, now this is the one that I, I feel a bit bad for Dean. I think this is a bit offensive. Uh, Layla, first of all, says, Hi, Oz Network. It's been a while since I sent something in. I love your Aussie Archives podcast. Keep it up. And I love Matt Dyson as a co-host. Cool. Thanks. Download now. Uh, Layla yeah, it says... Is going, uh, going, loving it. Love Lucinda. She, um, I loved her potty mouth at times as well. Oh, just to admire Lucinda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell's uh, Bells, I think she said as well. She said, Jeepers, Creepers, Hell's Bells. And then she's like... Uh, yeah, no. She, Lucinda was great with that. But Layla says, Is Dean the new Drew Christie? That's offensive to Dean. No way. Is, she, is he even close to Drew yeah, Christie? Nah, no way. No. Nah. No, nah. nah, like I can... He's, he's way more... I think Dean's subtly playing up a bit like <laughs> like he he's almost his confessionals are kind of like smiling a little bit like <laughs> um but he's not that dumb like he's actually like where's true Christie was the dumb. worst player in survivor that to me like yeah. we we <laughs> when we did our rankings and if I had have gotten the first cab off the rank I was putting him up at number 1 worst supplier in the history of survivor and I might still stand by that fact, even though it's been and, like another I don't ten know, seasons. What did you rate Alicats? Because I, even though he went eh. fair bit further, he was pretty bad too. He was yeah, like they were brilliant. just as dumb as each other. But I, I think Alec had some though, redeeming things. Drew was just dumb. Um, yeah, so, but Alex. Oh, yeah, I can't. Alex, no, Alex. So no, I, I yeah. think that's a bad, bad comparison, and I feel bad for Dean being blumped in the same sentence as that. Yeah. Uh, Leah, Christian has broken the female idol curse. Yes, we went on that one. Thanks for that, Leah. Um, that actually sounded a bit sarcastic. I didn't mean it that way. I legitimately thanking you for your question. Um, Fiona, will Dan the Dan issue be discussed at the finale? Or will it come down to what Kelly decides to do uh, or if Dan is not part of it? Uh, no, no way they're not discussing it. Jeff is – we had that from a couple of weeks ago. I will never let this yeah. go. Jeff is not letting that go. That will be He's going to – Jeff's going to grandstand a bit and say, we Absolutely. did this. And, and I, I hope they don't spend too much – because remember the Worlds Apart um, uh, reunion when they sort of broke the fourth wall in a way and they showed the the raw footage of Dan. Yeah. Like, just to prove a point, I feel like Jeff's going to get a bit defensive in that vein. Um, I, it has to be talked about the reunion, but please don't go on too long about it either. Hands down. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no way it's going to be avoided. Um, absolutely. Uh, a couple more. Deidre, uh, I've been enjoying your Australian Survivor Archive podcast. I love Matt Dyson's co-host. You two are hilarious. Thanks, Deidre. Uh, question for Julian. Which person from this season is most like yourself and who do you see that reminds you of Ben? You're not allowed to say Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Someone that's gone that can still be, I guess, like myself. Um Oh. I think you're like Missy. Uh, I'm just saying that. I think you're sassy like Missy. That's, yeah, that's there's my a vote, bit of vote for me. You. She's way more confident than me, though. Like she, but there's a little bit of um, little bit of I, I liked um, I liked Kelly, but I don't know if I'm like her. So I don't know. That's a boring answer. No one really is that much like me. But but yeah, I, I've got sass for sure. Um, who else has gone that? Uh, it doesn't have to be a guy. Uh, probably more of some of the girls. Probably there's parts parts of them more than the guys. Um, yeah, Vince, just because he's gay and I'm gay, there's not, no similarities really between us. Um, who was the first boot? Ronnie. Uh, we all remember Ronnie, don't we? Oh, yeah. 
he's memorable, but not for a good reason. Um, no, sorry. I, yeah, a bit of a bit of this, bit of that. Yeah, and Ben. Um, oh God, Ronnie, Ronnie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know he was there, but you quickly. It's kind of like Survivor Oz. People know it was there. They don't really remember it, and if they do, it's not for the good reason. So uh, <laughs> that's they remember. Ronnie is all. the Survivor Oz of Survivor players. <laughs> um, Miranda asks Julian and Ben, who from this cast, one male and one female, would you most like to meet in person? You go first. <laughs> um. Uh, either Nora or Elaine for the female. Probably Nora, because I just think she'd be fun to hang out with. But I love Elaine. Uh, no, Elaine. I think Elaine would be fun to go drinking with. Um, yeah. And Tom. Tom, hands down. I think Tom, as a Canadian, as a former NHL player, he ticks all the boxes of a man I'd like to hang out with. So, yeah, Tom. That's who I'm least like. Um, I can answer that. <laughs> um, yeah, I would quite like to meet Janet. And, um, like, I don't know if one-on-one like what we talk about but i i reckon she is um she's a lot so i thought she was real hard and rough at first but i reckon she's got a nice softer side and um a really kind heart and i i don't know i just i kind of want her to give me some janet wisdom and and i reckon i could learn a lot from someone like her so yeah janet what about male um I actually quite liked Aaron, like in terms of I don't know if I want to meet him, but I just I thought he was actually quite likable, and and um he you could easily say oh he's just the big big um alpha sort of dude, but he wasn't that stereotype. I thought he was um kind of well spoken. Um, but yeah, as a, as a male who I'd most like to meet, probably um Dan, <laughs> not Dan, um. <laughs> they don't have a good track record, Dan's and Spider. Oh, sorry, got no one. I don't poor, know. Poor, poor Dan Lou. Um, Dan Lou. Dan yeah. Lou didn't do anything wrong. It's Dan. Hi, Lou. I'm Dan Lou. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a joke! Hilarious. Um, uh, Kathy, I think we touched this in this one. Uh, is Tommy so obvious as a winner just because he ticks the most uh, modern recent Survivor male winner boxes? And will the trend of male winners continue to break it at five in a row? Uh, I, I've said it before. I think that Tommy's not. I think a woman will win this season. So, hope um, a woman wins this season. I really do, and not just because it's like oh equal, but like it's just nice after having men win for a while to have or, or vice versa. If we had like five seasons or four seasons in a row with a woman when you'd want to see a guy win again. But but I do think um, Survivor favours men in a lot of ways. So that's kind of why I would like to say it does seem like they're setting it up for a woman to win. Yeah, so I don't think. What's the – I know if we've had uh, four male winners in a row. I think we've gone over this before. What was the most females we had in a row? There was around season um, – early seasons we had Jenna – um, Sandra and yeah. um, and what was her name? Amber. Amber. What was her name? So, what was that one that uh, I think she married that again. guy? I'm, I'm so excited for season 40, Ben. I can't wait for January oh, and the coverage. Um, I think because that's, that's so exciting. Sorry, I didn't mean to. You know, I agree. I'm 100% with you. Like, the only reason I think I'm sticking with this is because I am still so pumped for season 40. Um, I yeah. think, just looking here quickly... Twice we've had three women in a row, um, Amber, Sandra, and Jenna, 
and then As Sophie, Sophie, Kim, we have Sophie, Sophie Kim, Kim and, and Denise. Uh, Denise all in a row too. But yeah, we've we've had four men in a row before. Uh, that would be around Aris, Yule, Earl, Todd, mm-hmm. um, and also we had that with. Oh, that was the only time. So, oh, and now currently with Ben, Wendell, Nick, and Chris. So, if we mm. get a, if Tommy or um, Dan uh, or Dean yeah. win, yeah. we will have broken the record for most single gender in a row winning. Um, but no, do you? I, is it like what's the standings now? Because I haven't looked at this in a few years. But is there quite a lot more men that have won over? 39 seasons and women. I don't know if that's easy to just... What are we at? 38 winners. I think yeah, the last winners. the last time I checked, I think men had maybe about four or five more winners. It's not men. huge more, but it no, feels it's not a huge like gap. Yeah. Um, oh, look, if I was... Uh, look, I... That's I, another interesting debate. You sort of... You said survivor fails, favors men. I, I've always been on the page that I think women are better survivor players, even though it's not really reflect, reflected in the winners count. Yeah. I, I think I think like I, I I don't disagree with you. I think there's definitely elements of Survivor that favors men. I think there's elements of Survivor that favors women. Um, yeah, I think that's there's true a, as well. Six of six of one half dozen of another. But I, if I had to, I still think that there's a lot more in women's favor. But again, that's an see. I find episode. it for another. Yeah, we could go on page. One more thing on that though, quickly is I think yes, there, it does favor women. But you have to be a certain type of woman player. Like yeah. to win, and maybe that's true for men too. But I'm just seeing like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like women type players that can't win. Um, maybe that's the same for men too. But yeah. really quickly, I think I just counted uh, 23 male winners, which means we would only have 15. Wow, okay, that's a lot bigger discrepancy yeah, than I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, there is. Okay. It is getting a big discrepancy now. Um, I, th- I mean, I think that's a really quick little just skimming through the winners. There, I could be wrong. Um, but I mean, I guess if you count Sandra's two wins, so twenty three times a, a man's won, sixteen times a woman's won. So, yeah, yeah, bit to catch up. It's there. not, it's not, oh, it's not huge. Like, did you hear Tommy this week say huge, huge, like Donald yeah. Trump, huge, huge? huge. Oh, that, yeah, that annoyed me. Um, yeah, okay, good. Eh? All right, that again. Like, I'm sure somebody will correct me if I, I miscounted that. Um, Fabronia, will you be doing an Australian All Stars? Cast preview podcast next year. Uh, yes, I would believe we would be for Bronia. Um, I think. And but what channel would that be on? Would that be on? Ah, uh, no, Oz it would be Oz Network. So Australia, we're going to keep ASA purely as historical ones. We're not going to do recaps on that one. Um, we will yeah. stick to recaps here. I think the thing is, it's going to be obviously very tricky for us when it comes to covering both at the same time. But I, I honestly would say our priority is season forty. Um, and that's not yeah. to take away from Australian Survivor All Stars, but you know we've it's season his- forty. No, like this. Sorry, it kind of annoys me. Um, yeah. me and Linda were having a chat, and she was in agreement that they're both aren't they both airing at the same fucking time? Pretty like pretty much. Oh, it just can't compare. I I'm like sorry. Like half these, it's only been like okay. There's been six seasons. Um, but really, like they're only taken from four seasons. There's not a. Uh, Tarzan, Urgh. yeah, no, like, it's, no, no. And look, I think, 
at the end of the day, Australian Survivor is a lot more time-consuming and everything. But look, to we're going to we're, yeah. we're, we're going to balance as best as we can for Bronia. But I think too that yeah, on Julian, this is the fortieth season. This is twenty years of a television show. I mean, we 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 amped up a lot around our third watch twenty-year coverage. We want to do a similar thing, to Survivor. Our roots are Survivor. I mean, we wouldn't exist today if it wasn't for us. You know, and we're approaching a decade on air too. We started in two thousand eleven, so we're only a you know eighteen months away from approaching a decade on air through various forms. So I think for us um the majority of our listeners today wouldn't be here if it wasn't for us covering us survivor um so yeah i think that we will to answer your question yes absolutely i would like to do an all-stars cast preview because i think it's important to talk about these players returning and spend a good hour debating why katie gold isn't back hashtag bring back katie gold but yeah I think that um, oh, like we'll yeah. all definitely be watching it and doing, but it, the coverage won't be as much as probably. And, um, yeah, and as I said, for we 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 are looking like initially we had some plans to do January's um, Bad Boys Month, sort of covering the two Bad Boys movies in the lead up to the third one, but we kind of just. We're a little bit burnt out from movie reviews at the moment. We're, we've taken a good couple of months covering 10 Star Wars films. Uh, so I think we're going to take a step back for the month of January and, yeah, go back to our roots. We'd like to do a sort of a, a Survivor tribute month. What that will mean, we don't know. There could be some rankings in there. There could just be some talk like we did in the off-season, sort of, you know, as it approaches. But I, I think kind of on Julian's comment before about the excitement of Season 40, like, yeah, it's kind of been a bit tarnished by Edge of Extinction and a few other these other twists. But at the end of the day, I've always said this has been my ultimate dream season of Survivor. I think that we need to, as Survivor fans, celebrate celebrate where we're at with this show. And that, I mean, we all remember Heroes vs. Villains after 10 years. This is 20 years, you know. Oh, look, and I'm so excited. I still can barely believe it's happening. And um, yeah, yeah. It's it's so so exciting. it's such a – it's good after, like, yeah, these last two seasons have had their issues. I think I go into it with a fresh optimism. I hope I'm not – I don't want to – yeah, I want to believe the best for it and um, and we'll see how it all – I know Edge's Extinction's coming back, but, again, I'm not even going to let that turn me off it. I'm going to try and just stay really uh, – just to see Danny from Guatemala. Oh, back Danny, Ethan, Amber – like, I can't believe oh. I'm excited to fucking see Amber return. Like, it's just... Yeah, it's no, just, I'm so oh. excited for Amber. Yeah. Kim. Fucking Kim yeah. is coming back. I am like... Denise. Like, Denise. Denise for, yeah. Yeah. Like, Tony. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ. It's just like, it gets uh, me... Nick just, Wilson, uh, um, Ben dreaming. <laughs> see, I'm, see, I'm not that down on Ben. Like, I, again, there's really. other winners better than Ben that should have come back. But I, I don't... I see a lot of hate directed at Ben coming back. I, I'm a hero's healer's hustler's defender, so... I would rather... Is Mike, is Mike Holloway on it? No, he's no, not. No, I, I, I'm with you. Look, I'm with you. I I, I am not a Mike fan, um, but, but I, I don't him. dislike Mike either. Like, yeah. as a winner, yeah. I, I mean, Mike is a person. I've had a beer with him. He's a nice guy. But, yeah, I if I had to choose on paper, I would rather Mike than Ben. Of course I would. I think he'd be yeah. better entertainment, but... Again, I'm just I'm not a Ben hater. Like there's a lot of disdain for Ben, and I think I think that disdain is more for a Sophie or a Michelle. Like I mean, you know, Tina should be on over Sophie or Michelle. Uh, you know, Vesepia should be on over them. So, um, look, that's like yeah, we've talked about it. We're gonna talk about it more. Yeah. Don't worry. But just 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 the excite levels of this oh, season yes. is incredible. Yes. Um, Lou asks <laughs> on a scale Dan of one. Lou. To- Dan. Lou. <laughs> Oh, Dan Lou. On a scale of 1 to 10, 
How much is Ben turning into Max Dawson with that? I'm a bit offended, Lou. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. That's actually really true. That's a full-on, like, um, bearded mountain man, woodchop dude. Yeah, you've got that. You do have the Dawson-esque beard. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, <laughs> compare you me to someone else. You don't inflect your voice when you say everything with an uh, like uh, yeah. upward, upward inflection. I don't know if you've noticed that Max does that. It's irritating. Yeah. Uh, the final question, June asks, Julian, what was your most proudest and favourite Survivor Oz podcast you recorded back in the day? I loved doing the Oz caps. I think one of the best ones was the San Juan Delta podcast um, Oz cap. Was or, that the preview um, or the Oz cap? Because the preview was one where we had to edit your little comment out about Jacqueline. I remember that one. Um, oh, you have to tell me off air. What, uh, no, um, I, I, that's one that we've never repeated. Well, I, I will never say that on air, but we had the I think, whole um, technical I think a lot of good tech that came around the sand well was the peak of my um, my quips. Um, some of them probably did have to be edited. But um, with when you make misfires, you also make some good no titters for quitters and um, titty. No, titty. Titty fucking. On. Titty you had the titty uh, fucking one that uh, that's not my best blew work, me away. But I think for some reason I just can't get past Julian McGee, no titters for quitters. And I don't even know what it means, but I love saying it. <laughs> it's your catchphrase. It is your catchphrase. That and titty fucking, I think, have stood the test of time. The Julian Gronenberg catchphrases. Oh, I think I it's, it's, it's interesting. Listen. Well, yeah, like... I, we're, we're doing a bit of a best of the decade um, episode in a few weeks' time and sort of in two parts. And a lot of, obviously, that first part is going to be a lot of Survivor Oz stuff. And I had to go through a couple of the best ofs because uh, we d- used to do best ofs every year. And some of the stuff on the there Christmas I had... the Christmas episodes you used to do. Oh, really the Christmas good. episodes, yeah, the, yes. Had the guests phoning in. They, I think I was on the line. That was a bit of a highlight for me as, like, just to be speaking to um, another Survivor player like actually was really cool to be they were good times and i think this is um in the oscars episodes like yes everyone guess what we did the oscars not a certain other podcast (laughs) um yeah like just things like that where it was a lot of fun and it 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 really does bring back some memories to think and like this is the thing this decade's coming to a close now and pretty much every year of this decade with the exception of 2010 been involved in Survivor podcasts at some point, and it's 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 yeah, incredible I think I, thing, I, what I we've done. Came on as Oslo in two thousand fourteen, which is crazy. How that's just like five gone, maybe even thirteen. I don't know, but yeah, I remember meeting you for the first time, and we went to that burger place, and uh, oh Brisbane. yes, yeah, with your ex. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that was good. Good burger, yeah. Um, yeah that was a good burger, burger, actually. We, I went back there with Mallory, I think, when we were living in Brisbane, and it took me a while to click. I'm like, I think this is that place I met up with Julian. Meet, I'll have to meet Mallory um, sometime in Canada. Yeah, she's much, she's much better than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I liked the other one, too, that one. Yeah. yeah, you know, I guess I was engaged to her, so I shouldn't be that mean. Um, <laughs> thanks for all the list of questions. A lot of fun and uh, good memories, bringing out some good things there. I like those sort of uh, nostalgic ones there. But, Juliet, pleasure, mate. Uh, always a pleasure, and we really appreciate you coming on. I think uh, while we probably won't get you on before the end of the year, I will say that, yeah, in our sort of Survivor Month, through all the episodes, for season 40, ben, so we, for we will get you in there, we will get you involved, and um, I, I think we'll probably try and get you on an ASA at some point as well as well as well as well yeah i'd like to, when you get up to the um 2016 seasons yes 
some keep. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I refuse to watch season one and two. I won't come oh, back. No, to I do two. need to. I've, I've been listening to the um, coverage of season one, and um, I've enjoyed just even not having gone back and watched. I'm still enjoying hearing about it, which is cool because I feel like I'm sort of remembering it. But um, yeah, no, thanks so much for having me back on. Um, yeah, always, always good fun. Thanks, Ben. And a big thank you to Julian for a great chat and a great insight and lots going on always in each week of Survivor. May have not been the uh, the greatest season when it comes to certain elements, kind of as we talked about there, whether or not you separate it from what happened a couple of weeks ago versus the season in general. Uh, but it, it, I will say it has been fun coming back each week and doing these recaps with you. It's been a while since we've done them live each week. Uh, I think uh, myself, it's been since Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, and uh, obviously through our various forms since Billy doing Ghost Island and then Colin and, and Rossi kind of harping in for a couple of episodes during um, the other two, David vs. Goliath and Edge of Extinction. They all blend into me these last, like, four seasons. So, um, yeah, there's, I, I will admit it's been a lot of fun coming back and being able to do these. And, you know, obviously we realise that we don't maybe have the listenership base as we did back in the Survivor Oz days, but uh, we still have a core bunch of you tuning in each week, and we, we do appreciate it. We we definitely really do appreciate it because Survivor's not our focus anymore. It's just part of our grand network of shows that we do on the Oz Network, but um, it's still a lot of fun to be able to keep up where our roots started as we were just having that conversation with Julian. It's been nearly 10 years since we've been doing this, uh, nearly a whole decade uh, we've come a long way from a humble interview with Gillian Larson in 2011 to being able to be here and hundreds of Survivor contestants later. It's been a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I can I can never say it enough. I can never say it enough that uh, even if you're listening to this just because you're bored, I, I don't really care. It's just the fact that you're listening at all, it really does mean a lot to me. So uh, thank you very much for uh, sticking with the Oz Network or finding us and kind of discovering us for the first time. Uh, Getting a bit emotional here right now. I don't know where all this has come from. Uh, We've still got a few weeks to go of Survivor Island of the Idols. Next week, hopefully, uh, we'll have somebody good. (laughs) I'm saying Julian wasn't good, but every person we have on this show is good. I don't know why I needed to put it that way. We will have someone good for you. Stay tuned. We will post that online whenever we have somebody lined up for you. And we always appreciate your comments. Uh, Stick with it. We love it. Uh, Outside of Survivor, of course, we have uh, Star Wars getting very close to being wrapped up. Uh, I believe we're up to The Force Awakens next week, so we're into the sequel trilogy now, and we're only a couple of weeks away from The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, it's exciting. And uh, Third Watch, we've wrapped up our episodes, but we've still got a couple of conclusionary episodes to go with that, so stay tuned with that one. Uh, I do believe The Amazing Race is going on. I'm not too sure, actually, if it's finished or not. I haven't been watching it, but uh, if it is, I'm sure that's going on too. And you would have heard me say in that episode too that uh, we will have a couple of best-of episodes at the end of the year as well, so we will have our stock standard best of the year coming your way and two special parts of best of the decade uh, leading all the way back to Survivor Oz in 2011 right through to today so we're very excited to bring you those as well and Colin and I will also be doing a special episode before the end of the year where we're just going to sit down and review the best TV shows and the best movies of the 2010s so that's another little fun project so let us know we'd love to hear from you if you've got some ideas you'd like to sort of shoot out like what were your 
best shows of the decade, best movies of the decade. We'd love to hear from you too. Uh, best way, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, we're on Instagram. And uh, as always, you can subscribe on all the good podcast servers out there. We recommend iTunes, but of course, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever good podcasts are available. You can, of course, head directly to Wooshka, our server, our great folk over at Wooshka who provide us with this platform to upload our podcasts and uh, download it directly from there or directly on our website, theoznetwork.net. We had a couple of questions in the last couple of weeks that people haven't been able to access some of our old episodes Easiest way, as I said, to do this is to go to theoznetwork.net and you can find all of our episodes are there and you'll be able to download them. Side little plug as well to Australian Survivor Archives. If you are a fan of Australian Survivor and wanting to learn a little bit more of the history of it, we're five episodes into that one now. We've just posted an interview with Lucinda Walters, the very first boot in the history of Australian Survivor from Season 1 back in 2002. It's a great fun chat. Next week, we will be recapping Episode 2 of Season 1 with a very special guest, a former Osler who has not been on any of our shows in at least three to four years. So uh, we're very looking forward to having him return and after that we've got a very special interview too to bring you out as we get closer and closer to the end of the year so stay tuned for that we have plenty of stuff to get you excited on all our networks and spin-offs and everything else thanks to julian thanks to everyone for listening my name is ben and we will speak to you next time on the oz network Good night. thank you for listening to the oz network don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week for more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.